Hello, and welcome back to the Point Laugh Podcast with your hosts, Skylar and Kaylin. Ring free for your pleasure. Oh my god, amazing. Okay, one time one time we're just gonna wear like chain link gloves and they're just gonna be a little like like I'm gonna wear like yeah, a like a you know on the Ren Fair you can buy like a full suit of armor. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have like a metal armored hand where it's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like two tin cans hitting against each other. Oh my god, do you know what's so funny actually? So um I got a haircut. Everyone, if you want to see um, hold it, she looks so good, go on, dude. Go on the YouTube. So I got like a mini bob, like it's like above my chin. So it's your name's B-O-B, so they short. Call you bob. Bob. Um, <laughs> it's it's short and. I was just telling Skylar this, but I'll, I'll retell it. Um, well, first of all, the reason why this reminded me is because when I was getting my hair cut, um, my hairstylist was like, oh my God, like what perfume are you wearing? That smells so good. And I was like, it's so funny that you ask because it's literally the perfume, the like little rollerball perfume that I got at the Ren Fair for like 10 bucks. Um, and I swear to God, it's like the best perfume I've ever used. I don't know what... <gasps> I'm also wearing my Renfair perfume. What are the odds? Oh my God. It does. It like smells a little old ladyish, but now that she complimented me specifically on my perfume, I'm like, no, you know oh what? Actually, I love it. Oh my God. What is that? I, yeah, literally. And she was like, that's so good. And it like is the most long lasting perfume I've ever had. It's I an oil, love, right? Yeah. It's just... I love the scent. It's so potent. Like it's so good. And I was like, yeah, now I'm going to have to go back every single year to Renfair. And they're like and affordable. Yeah. I did the same thing at work. I brought, because I remember um, the one that I'm wearing right now that's like my favorite for like every day is I think called like Angel Type because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. And then a oh, perfume. Yeah, you bought like three, right? I got two. Two. Okay. My second one that I bought was Aphrodite just because I'm like, I have to. I have to. I don't even know what it smelled like. But I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you'll be good. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you could try them on, but this perfume card at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair is literally like a thousand jars you could not sit there and sample all of them and of course they're all floating in the air there's no coffee bean like in a jar to like Mm -hmm. help me differentiate so i'm like i'm going in nearly blind what happened was my our friend keely walked out she's like i got this one and i smelled her wrist and i'm like which one is that and i like beelined Mm -hmm. it for that one Anyway, it was also crowded and the run fair was like, people. well, was just about to end too. <laughs> there were like 10 minutes left until we were all going to get kicked out. So we were like frantically trying to sample the perfume. Uh, so I got the little Aphrodite one and it smells pretty good, but it's like also like a little, a little old ladyish for my taste. And then, so I brought that one to work so I could have like a work mm, perfume mm-hmm. in case like I want to do like stuff after work. Oh my God. So and smart. then I put it on at my desk and my boss goes, what? is that so much so that she tried to go on the website and buy some herself but like every time i put it on she's like ah it smells so good in here now and i'm like oh my god she's like it smells like like a dupe for chanel number five i'm like yeah that's what chanel number five smells like i'm too poor i don't know what it smells like well and that's what my hairstylist um said she was like oh it kind of smells like one of the like leilop i think it's lelabo perfume sorry if i'm sorry guys it's not my tax bracket um (laughs) one of the like lelabo well, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Um, I don't know. It sounds weird when I when I'm saying it. But um, she was like, "Oh, it smell it like smells like one of those." And I was like, "Oh my god, maybe." So I'm like, "Maybe they're all just dupes, probably." Um, so I don't know. Maybe I could just find this off one of those websites that are like dupes. They do have a website, but it's like it looks like it was made in 2003 and like never updated. So it's very difficult to. Oh navigate. yeah, it's rough it looks sketch yeah but anyway back to me back to my haircut so um so i got like a little mini bob um and when when, when after she dried my hair she straightened my hair le and i le la. 
le laba le lebo le lebo le le lebo um but after so yeah after she dried my hair she straightened it so that way like you know it's 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 a blunt cut that you know there aren't any like extra things sticking out because it's so short like it would be very noticeable so like i totally understand why she did it however <laughs> this this is a haircut that has to have like the tiniest bit of texture to it. It has to have, even if it's just a little like flip of the ends, like something. It has to have something. A zhuzh. Because otherwise, mm. it looks like you're wearing like berries and cream. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're wearing like a poorly cut wig. Um, <laughs> just because it like sits at kind of an awkward spot, and if it's so straight, like yeah, you literally look like berries and cream. Like it was very. So it was one of those moments where I was like, "Did I make a mistake? Like, did I? Like, will I regret this? Like, holding back tears. Like, it's just hair. It's okay." Um, but I did, I, I knew in the back of my head that I was like, you know, it's just cause it's super straight. Like once you wash your hair and let it air dry, super straight. it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. And, ooh, and it looks good. And I like it. And I'm very, very happy with my choices. I'm of the firm opinion that like, cause my mom used to make fun of me for going to the, um, was it my mom or my sister? Whatever. A woman used to make fun of me for like, I wouldn't, I couldn't go to any hair appointment without like a full beat. Like I'm talking mm, like, mm-hmm. I need to look like runway ready. And they're like, why? Cause then in the bowl, like they wash like half my foundation off like mm-hmm. my forehead and like cheeks, whatever. Especially if I was getting my hair dyed or like my bangs were getting cut and I suddenly mm-hmm. had like little hairs all over my face. My sister's like, you know, I'm sure it was my sister. I'm sure it was now. She was like, what's the point? And I'm like, you don't understand. If I make even the, like the smallest minute change to my appearance and you're, I'm sitting there and my hair is like, gone and i'm in those fucking capes and i don't think i look good i'm going to Mm -hmm. want to kill myself Mm -hmm. i was like i need a full beat i need my best outfit to try to like ease myself into the change of a new hair i can't go bare face to a haircut no and i completely agree and also i do think that might have been part of the reason why at first i was like i hate this (laughs) um was because i did go bare faced to the appointment which mistake um no i'm in the i'm i completely agree i why why would you not because here's the thing i feel like when you get a haircut when you're at the salon, you need to see its full potential. Like when I'm getting a cut, like I want to see what it's going to look like when like it's styled, when I have my makeup on, when I have an out, like I I want to know what the haircut is going to look like when I'm at my best. My expectations. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And I, I feel like yeah, if you, I, I don't know. I, that's like, that's, that's part of what you do. I agree. I, and I, I usually do that, but I made the mistake of not doing that this time. And maybe that's part of it. Did your parents, did your mom do the ipsy bag thing? No. Do, have you ever done the ipsy bag thing? No, but I know what it is. My mom would, um, we were such vultures. My mom would get the ipsy bag and then my sister and I would descend. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd be so sneaky and I'm like, mom, this was your ipsy bag. And I would have already taken what I wanted. <laughs> and she's like, they shorted me, huh? And I'm like, mm, yeah. So weird. So weird. But um, sometimes mom would be like, this lipstick doesn't work for me. And I would put it on. I'd be like, this is ugly. I'm never going to wear it. It's because I was fucking putting on like bright ass lipstick, bare faced, unwashed hair in my pajamas. And I'm like, why does this make me look bad? Girl, you're never going to wear lipstick like that. So I was giving it an unfair shake. And so now every time my mom's like, you want this? I'm like, hold on. I got to do my face. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Mm, still no. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, but worth a shot worth a shot um so today today before we or before i came we we film at skylar's before i came over to skylar's um 
I, oh my God, I hate driving in LA and I forget how much I hate driving in LA and how much I specifically hate parking lots. Um, especially Trader Joe's parking lots on a Saturday at 1.30 PM. <laughs> it is perhaps the worst thing. It, it is in fact like the eighth level of hell. Like it is, it is horrible. Um, and I also, I also had other driving, driving over here was an adventure at and that's all I'll say. That's that's all I'll say. I had to get gas and that was a whole thing. Um, and I like kind of cut someone off, but I it was my fault. But also <laughs> I had my turn signal on well before they were even in that lane. So I kind of feel like they should have been expecting me to get in that lane. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm just a bad driver, but it's fine. But yeah, so I, I, I made a pit stop at Trader Joe's. Nearly every single spot is taken. There are four cars trying to get into, trying to turn to get into like one section of the parking lot. And a di- another car is like trying to make a U-turn in the middle of the fucking parking lot because <laughs> there's no spots on this side. Yeah. Um, there's three cars trying to like exit and another car perpendicular to them trying to get through. Ooh. Um, and then in the street, once you exit like out of the parking lot, cars are turning. There are other, it was just, it was a very horrifying experience. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Trader Joe's today. <laughs> It's like they know what they're doing when they make their parking lot the size of a shoebox and also yeah. have products that entice, like, girls. They, and everyone uh, knows that girls can't drive. Girls and gays can't drive. <laughs> imagine Pride if month? Imagine if you're both. What are you to do? What, what are you is so to do? fucked up. Um, so today's drink of the day. I had to do a little Trader Joe's. I actually haven't had this before. Um, and we're going to go a little bit into how Trader Joe's receives their products Ooh. um but i will say so this is the trader joe's very green 100 percent juice smoothie um and one uh, allegedly allegedly one of their suppliers is um the company that makes like naked juice so this is supposed to be basically like the green machine naked juice um and i've never had it before and i fucking love the green machine naked juice um probably because it's mostly sugar um, but yeah. it's delicious. And when I was growing up, my mom would let us drink naked juices. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. The only sugar you're allowed to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was like healthy. Um, mm-hmm. and it, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of sugar and fruit, so I'm not like that. Any, it doesn't, this is not the conversation for that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to try it. I've never had it before. And I will compare it to the green. It's, oh my God, it smells like the green machine. I don't know what I was like. I know what that smells like. You haven't had the. <gasps> I haven't. Yeah, I mean it's kind of giving bog water, it, but I'll... okay. It is like the most disgusting shade of green, um, but yeah, it's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. Oh, co- um, of course, there's sugar in it. You have to hide the fact that there's broccoli and parsley and garlic in here. Yeah, <laughs> and it like. What are the ingredients? Let's see. Apple juice, banana puree, mango puree, pineapple juice, kiwi puree, uh, spirulina, chlor, yeah, chlorella, <laughs> um, natural flavor, dried green blends, broccoli, spinach, barley, grass, grass, ginger, blue, green algae, parsley, and garlic. That's the greens blend. Um, yeah, so of course they have to have sugar in, otherwise it would taste yeah. like like what? Well, no, but there's garlic. no there's no added sugar in that. It's just from the fruit. How do you do it? Um, yeah, delicious. Oh my god, off to a great start. Perfect. Mm. So I've been like not waiting to Where's do this episode, but when I thought of this episode idea, I was a little like, 
why have I not thought to do this yet? Um, so today we're going to be talking about Trader Joe's. Well, first of all, what what are your thoughts on Trader Joe's? That's my bitch. Yeah. Here's, I don't know. I mean, like, it's always um, Trader Joe's is kind of like you have to earn how good it is because, again, like you have to brave the parking lot mm. to get there and there's never enough baskets or carts. And it's always like the layout's always a little different. But like once you get in there, it's paradise. But then you have to leave. So it's always like you got to earn your way in here, man. You can't mm. just walk up in here. Who do you think you are? You got to earn your right to Trader Joe. Well, and they're always out of stuff. And they... Yeah. I. Okay, to be fair, I did go at, like, the end of the day, so they were probably cleared out. But um, last week, when I went grocery shopping, I went to Trader Joe's. It was probably, like, yeah, it was, like, 8 p.m. on a Tuesday? I don't know. It Some weekday. So, you know what? Maybe that was my fault. But, oh, my God, they were, like, cleared out. There was there was no mint. I couldn't find any mint. Um, they didn't have any limes, Eggs. like, loose limes. All the limes were, like, the bagged ones, and I only needed, like, two. Cucumbers. Um, yeah, they're they're just like always out of stuff. Wait, okay, we have um, so Skylar's roommate, our beloved friend Hannah, Hi. Um, is going to share her opinion on Trader Joe's. Oh, this is your first time on the pod. Congrats! Welcome. Wow. Wait, also, did you get a haircut? Yes. It looks so cute. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so I hated Trader Joe's. I think it was because, well, mostly because. I had a bad day at work. I was so tired. And we like we lived in Hollywood at the time, so we always had bad days. <laughs> we always had bad days. And I was I driving? You were. Okay, I was driving and driving makes me upset. Yeah. <laughs> um so we went to Trader Joe's like after I had come home from work, but I I didn't even like go inside. We like went just straight to Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And it's small in Trader Joe's. <laughs> there are no brand names that I know. Everyone is nice to you. It's very upsetting to me. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> like, I'm like, I was like, we have gift cards. Like, my boss got me Trader Joe's gift cards. We have to go. And I'm just like, don't you love it? And you're like, I want to go home. Yeah, and I was like, on I'm... the drive there, you're like, we're never going <laughs> Literally, I got, like, so angry. I, like, actually yelled at her. I think it was the first time I, like, got upset with Sky. Oh, no. because <laughs> of Trader Joe's. I'm sitting in the passenger seat, shaking, and you're like, we're never going there again. Do you hear me? Look me in the eyes. We're never go- You're not looking at me. And, and I'm like, no, we have. And you're like, you can. And you're like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but I'm not going ever again. So I hated Trader Joe's, and I avoided it for a year, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then when we moved here, I was like, all right, fine. We can go again. And I was like, okay, this is fine. They have food that, like, kind of slaps. So it does it's still make me upset that everyone's really nice. Because I don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't want anyone to come near me. Yeah. <laughs> so- yeah. We're like, we're, they're, like, kept, uh, checking us out, and they're like, oh, I love your jacket. And she goes, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, would you, you unless okay, unless like the cashier is like also army, you don't want anyone to talk to you ever. Yeah, you're just like, that's correct. I to that concert, and then suddenly you're like, <gasps> I know, I'm like, oh my god, no way. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel about Trader Joe's, and that's it. That's Appreciate story. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Um, so who's Joe? So <laughs> Joe Mama. There is. There is, in fact, a Joe that the chain is named after. There is a Trader Joe. We did it, Joe. The mystery's been solved. Episode over. Um, 
No. Uh, so Trader Joe's gets its name from its founder, who would have guessed Joe Colomb, um, who only recently passed in February 2020 at the age of 89. And he lived with his family in Pasadena. In the arms <laughs> of the angel. Um, so I feel like I, I do feel like if we really tried and this would be incredibly creepy and I wouldn't actually do it. Um, but I do want to make the joke, um, that you, we could go to Pasadena and find Trader Joe's home and be like, Oh my God, it's like the, um, Lloyd hey Wright now. house. Hey yeah. Now. But this is, so <laughs> this is those videos of like parroting that woman who once the gates were lifted on Disney world, she like fell to her knees. Was, like, the <laughs> castle, And then everyone was making fun of like, Oh, it's my holy place. And like, they were just our, us falling to our knees in gratitude and crying over Trader <laughs> Joe's, Joe's house. house. <laughs> um, and the first Trader Joe's opened is in Pasadena and is still like running. So actually we could make a field trip there and it wouldn't and be maybe we'll go to the first Starbucks and that's not considered cringy. Why can't no. we go to the first Trader Joe's? Yeah. Let, it, let us live. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> Explain that lib. <laughs> um, so... We're going to do a brief little history. There's going to be some dates. There's going to be some names, but bear with me. Okay. Um, so in 1958, this is where our timeline starts. Ooh. While working for a drugstore chain called Rexall, Joe was asked, I'm going to call him Joe. I know traditionally in like historical recounts, you call people by their last names. He's he's the Joe. He's the Trader Joe. So I'm just going to call him Joe. It's faster to call him Joe. Yeah. So it's Joe. He's, we, he's Joe. I've given them enough money that I can be on a first name basis. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Um, so Joe was asked to test the launch of what was meant to be a 7-Eleven competitor mm. called Pronto Markets. Um, so he ran six of these markets in the LA area. Um, but then Rexall asked him to liquidate them. And Joe was like, mm, I'll do you one better. I'll buy them. Um, and he bought them out. Uh, he felt that the Pronto markets were way too similar to 7-Eleven. And that's why they couldn't compete because there was already something in the market that was like providing that need to customers. So he decided to take the business in a different route. And in 1967, he changed the name to Trader Joe's. I usually hate it when that happens. When like someone's like, I'll buy out your company and I'll change the name and I'll change it and name it after me. But in this time, I'm like... It's kind of charming. I was going to say this earlier. I feel like as far as all the grocery store levels, if I could assign like a political party to all of them, mm. Trader Joe's is such like a, it's the most liberal of all of the grocery stores. Because you walk in, not, maybe not as far as practices, but as far as vibes go. Because mm. you walk in and Walmart's, Walmart is like heavy capitalist, like, mm -hmm. you know, near borderline Trump supporter. Because like you walk in, the lights are so heavy. It's always They so, sell rifles in the store. <laughs> so overstimulating. Like I yeah. go, every time I go into Walmart, I feel like I'm going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so bright, so obnoxious. I get so overwhelmed. And I don't get overwhelmed in grocery stores very easily. I feel like I don't really. Like, I always Target do. is like the, uh, yeah, Target is liberal and Trader Joe's is leftist. Where you walk in and Trader Joe's is like the lights are always at a very comfortable level. The signs are all handwritten. You think Target is liberal. Yes, interesting. I think just because they're also like um, they're less accessible than Trader Joe's. Mm. Targets where like yeah, this is nicer, but like you can like you're paying for it. I guess. So I guess. like it's like it's way more corporate and Target is so but fucking expensive, but they do have really good stuff. Yeah. But they're like, we're not like Walmart. Like you have to wear your shoes here. <laughs> and like, they have good stuff, but you, yeah, it's basically, it's where the bougie bitches go with mm -hmm. money. So that's why I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't trust Target. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they're it's better too... than Walmart though. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, it. I'm not a fan of like the Target 
interior design. Mm. It's like way too white and then mixed with like the stark contrast of the red everywhere. And it's very bright. And it's just like, I I don't know. Every Target is a thing. I will say like, oh my God, I don't remember. The last time I went to a Walmart was to get my vacuum like uh, over a year ago. Um, But that's because there's not one near me or there was, but then it closed down. I don't know. And Aldi is communist. Yes. Wow, wow. It's like you got to bring your own you got to bring your own fucking cart. You can yeah. have like reusable things. It's very for the people. And that way they, they let their employees sit. Yeah, Trader Joe's is like honestly like the like the it's giving Margaritaville. Like everything mm-hmm. is like all the it employees is. seem very well paid and very happy and like they have all these benefits and they just walk in they're like, "Hey, howdy. Welcome to Trader Joe's." And Trader Joe's like, gives me like commune vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone like I feel like it's like Hawaiian shirt, yeah. pina colada sipping grocery like, store experience. We have all organic Oreos here, brother. That yeah. shirt looks really cool on mm-hmm. you. They're like, "Oh, I love that kimchi fried rice." Good like, choice. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> so, taking us back, taking us back, Sorry. bring us back, 1967. <laughs> so, well, actually, technically 1970. Let's jump forward to 1970. So, there were two events in the U.S. that informed the merchandising of Joe's new store concept. Um, in part to the GI Bill, the number of college-educated people in the U.S. was steadily rising. And in 1970, the Boeing um, 747 entered service with Pan Am Airlines. So, I'm going to go a little bit, if Kevin, if you're listening, be proud of me. We're going (laughs) to talk about the Boeing 747. Um, So the Boeing 747 was the first wide body airplane available for commercial use. Um, And this was important because it could hold more rows of seats, meaning more passengers on the plane, which lowered the cost of flying by about 30%, which made travel and international travel more accessible. Um, So Joe felt that American supermarkets at the time had trouble satisfying the tastes of a better educated, more well-traveled public. Um, So in 1981, Joe told the Los Angeles Times, I have an ideal audience in mind. This is a person who got a Fulbright scholarship, went to Europe for a couple of years, and developed a taste for something other than Velveeta, ordinary beer, and Folgers coffee. (laughs) Is he a little elitist? Maybe. Yeah, again, like, (laughs) I did say earlier that, like, even though, and... You know what? That's also you can say that to the political political spectrum too. Is like even though Walmart is for like the quote unquote unclassy people, they are still for the average mm-hmm. person. Well, that's no what money. I was gonna say. I was gonna say I'm like I f- Trader Joe's gives me white liberal vibes mm. <laughs> specifically, just because like well we'll we'll go into it a little bit later, but like they are kind of known for only opening stores in very wealthy areas. For example, I have to drive, if you know anything about like LA neighborhoods, I live in Van Nuys, which isn't like a particularly expensive area. And the closest Trader Joe's to me is in Sherman Oaks, which is a very wealthy area. Um, So it's like, they're, I don't think ever going to open one up in Van Nuys unless like a bunch of gentrification happens. Um, But so that that's a whole other issue that we will go into later. But for now, history of Trader Joe's. Um, So to this day, much of the appeal of Trader Joe's is their global food selection and unique flavors that are difficult to find in the average American supermarket. Um, Today, they sell jerk style plantain chips, Mm -hmm. ube mochi pancake mix, jalapeno limeade, and recently started selling um, orchata ice cream. Um, So Joe knew his target demographic and he created a unique and beloved store. Um, So then in 1979, after leading the chain to success, Joe sold the chain to a German billionaire, Theo Albrecht. 
um, who was also the co-founder of Aldi. Um, And Joe remained the CEO of Trader Joe's until he retired in 1988. So he sold off the chain, but he remained the CEO. Um, So that's why I think my dad told me this one time. Um, A lot of people think that Aldi and Trader Joe's are like sister stores. Mm. Um, They're not technically, it's not like a Hollister Abercrombie situation, um, but they are owned by like the same people. But apparently um, this Albrecht guy bought it as like a family investment um, and his family still like owns and runs um, Trader Joe's. So this is like a not so fun random fact, but it was on the Wikipedia page. And I was just like, what the fuck? Um, So in 1971, now this is before Theo bought the chain in 1979, but in 1971, Theo Albrecht was kidnapped and held at gunpoint for a ransom of 7 million German marks, approximately 2 million US dollars at the time. Um, His kidnappers were eventually caught by authorities, but only half of the money was recovered. Um, And he later unsuccessfully claimed the ransom as a tax-deductible business expense in court, Um, which is just very businessman of him to do. Honestly... If I'm kidnapped, <laughs> I'm trying to get everything I can out of this yeah. situation. And if that means that I get to write my ransom as a tax write-off, I'm going to try. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Anyway, back to Trader Joe's. <laughs> um, so Trader Joe's really gained traction in the 90s. Um, yeah. And during that time, they quintupled. Tup, tup, tupled. Tumpled. Oops. Quintupled. They, they quintupled. quintupled its number of stores between 1990 and 2001. And in 2008, Business Week reported that the company had the highest sales per square foot of any grocer in the US. And I'm a little like, well, yeah, yeah their stores are tiny. <laughs> like, the, the, it is, that's why it's so crowded all the time is because the stores are like a quarter of the size of your average, actually probably less than that, probably like an eighth of the size of like your average Walmart. Yeah, you want to go to a Walmart, it's like, it's like the size of like an airport runway. Yeah. <laughs> so they um and and they like continually kind of reported that types of that type of sale where they had the highest sales per square foot. That's all they got. Um yeah, which is a little like that seems like cheating, but like it's they're like, still a successful. You know, business. you had like, those like ice stores that were like literally buildings, but they were the size of a closet. Mm-hmm. They could be like, we have the highest sale per store size because their store size is like one person can stand yeah. <laughs> at the ice stand. They're like, you want ice? It's like, uh, technically, I guess. <laughs> um, so as of January 2023, Trader Joe's has 560 stores across 40 states, with 192 of those in the state of California. Mm-mm. Lucky us. Um, I'm pretty sure there's like literally two or three in the state of Iowa. I remember growing up, my um, so I grew up in Iowa and my grandparents lived in like the Chicago suburbs. So, of course, they had Trader Joe's readily available to them. Um, but we did not back in Iowa. Um, and every single time we would go and visit our parents, we would make sure our parents, our grandparents, we would make sure to I would like beg my parents. Actually, I think my brothers probably did too. Mason confirm, deny. Um, we would make sure to go to Trader Joe's specifically for two products both of which I'm pretty sure they still sell. One was like the alphabet cinnamon cookies. You get the giant tub of the alphabet cinnamon cookies. Oh my God, they're so fucking good. And the second one was the white chocolate raspberry um, dunkers. Have you ever had those? Dunkers. They're so fucking good. I'm pretty sure those are my dad's favorite. And then we would get the um, the like alphabet cookies for like the kids. But 
Ah, oh, delicious. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why? It's going to sound so random, but you just pulled a memory so far out of my cranium. Have you ever seen, have you ever watched Tall Girl? Yes. That, it became like a, it became like um like an inside joke in, in my friend group in college because the love interest in that movie speaks with like a thick Swedish accent yeah. and her best friend is named like Dunk or something like yeah. that. And he calls him Donker. <laughs> And so we would, I would be like, guys, guess what, guess what I brought from Trader Joe's? And it was in this big tub. And we we're like, donkers. And we have to say, so, because I was like, oh, yeah. And I said in like a yeah. thick Swedish yeah. accent. And I'm like, oh, God. It's you're like, you're probably back. like, why did you say it? Like, I know I, I wasn't. Well, I, I, I was just like, what? Why are you laughing so hard? Like, what is happening in I your totally brain? I forgot about donkers. Donkers. That's so funny. <laughs> but they're so good. They're so good. Um, so you might be thinking, 42 what are the states that don't have them? Um, and if you weren't thinking that, I was thinking that. So I wrote them down. Um, so states without Trader Joe's are shocking. Alaska and Hawaii. Oh, good. Who would have guessed? Oh, Hawaii would hate it. Um, <laughs> Mississippi. Good. Montana. Makes sense. Both the Dakotas, also North and sense. South Dakota. West Virginia, which that... is actually a little interesting. I would think that they would have it. And Wyoming. Okay. So out of all of those, uh, Mississippi and West Virginia made the least sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, Alaska, Alaska, Wyoming, the Dakotas, Montana, makes sense. The population is five. Like, you're not going to get an investment on that. And even though the population is like, I don't want your mango sorbet jalapeno mm. ice cream. I mm. want briars. But, um, and, yeah, Hawaii is like, hey, stop coming here. Well, the thing with Alaska and Hawaii is that it wouldn't make sense. And this is... If you live somewhere other than California, um, the prices at your Trader Joe's are probably a little bit higher um, because they have all of their own products, right? So they have to ship those in. Um, so it's not like, so that's, I think, a big reason why it's not in Alaska and Hawaii is simply because that would be so expensive just to get there, yeah. um, to get everything there. It, Yeah, it probably wouldn't be a good return on their investment. And um, Alaska and a lot of those other states are... Um, just have a lot of rural area mm-hmm. and a lot of space that like isn't super um populous so it, a, lot of, it, a lot of driving yeah so it, it, it makes sense that it wouldn't be those places but west virginia and mississippi are odd those, those feel targeted like yeah. joe was like has an ex in west virginia that he never forgave and he's like no nah, we're not i know <laughs> i know i'm like uh, like you have it in alabama but not mississippi like what like what is happening um okay so i know what everyone's thinking What's up with the nautical theme? It's like it's, it's giving like the SpongeBob end credits. Yeah, <laughs> the theme is just so present from the outside of it. They like the little Hawaiian asterisk on the like um, Joe's, the whole um, or or like hibiscus flower, um, which is a little like hmm, interesting that you're not in Hawaii when you hmm. have the. But anyway, again, Hawaiians would be like, we fuck yeah, off. That's a whole other thing. Um, but. It's, it's very, if you've ever been inside a Trader Joe's, it is very themed, very themed. Um, so the theme comes from Joe, of course. Um, he developed the idea um, of the Trader Joe's South Seas motif while on vacation in the Caribbean. Oh, God. Um, and also during this time and during the 1960s, uh, there was a big tiki culture craze in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a direct nod to the fad, um, and the name itself was a spoof on a famous Beverly Hills tiki-themed restaurant called Trader Vic's. Oh, yeah. A classic reference. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. 
Dur- during the time, it was probably more relevant. It was um, much. It also not be relevant. It's just like a family inside joke random. that, like, Joe was like, this was, "Guys, it'll be so funny." <laughs> but it was some famous like Beverly Hills restaurant, um, and it was notoriously expensive. But of course, the traders in Pasadena provided to be an irreverent and less expensive offering of food and drink. Um, so why do we love Trader Joe's so much? Well. It has a local small grocer feel. Um, One, the stores are tiny. Um, So it does have a small grocer feel to that. But also each store is different. Um, Each store has staff created murals along the store walls that are meant to represent the surrounding area and neighborhood. So every single one that you go into has like handmade art that's going to be different at each location. Um, So it feels very like reminiscent of the area and of the culture. And it's like, oh my God, like this is so cool. All of the signs are done by in-house artists, like all of the like chalkboard signs and stuff. Someone in the back is doing those. They're not just like shipped to them, um, like what would happen with like Target Target merchandising and things like that. Um, The crate and wood-based designs make it feel like a coastal trading post. Interesting. Um, Overall, the vibes make it feel very like almost farmer market-esque. Mm. Um, and don't we all strive to be farmer market hotties? <laughs> uh, they're also known for having health-conscious products at a very reasonable price. Yeah. Um, their products have no artificial flavors, preservatives, MSG, genetically modified ingredients, or partially hydrogen- hydrogenated oils. Um, but there's, of course, also a con to that. If you've ever bought bread at Trader Joe's, you got to freeze that bitch because it is not lasting more than four days in your pantry yeah, before it molds. I- in my experience, that's also why I don't particularly love when Trader Joe's tries to go like um, like Asian with their foods because mm. they're missing MSG. Yep. And it's like, why are you so afraid of MSG? Like the the the, the anti MSG lobbyists really just kind of got into our heads because people are like, I love like this one, this one, this one, but like when they try to do like you know Chinese food, like it just doesn't hit right. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's the lack of MSG yeah. in it. It's not going to feel the same. Oh my god, okay, this is such a tangent, but I meant to talk about it in the beginning. Um, I made the most delicious Thai curry, and I made this, like, coconut sticky rice with it. Oh my god, it was so fucking good. It was so. It was one of those meals where I'm like, I have to stop eating because I'm full, but I cannot wait until lunch tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. I... Oh my god, it was so good. The, and the sticky rice just made it so much better. Okay, anyway. That's it. <laughs> That's all about the the, um, the Thai curry that I made. So Trader Joe's also has a ginormous nut and dried fruit selection um, for all the almond moms out there. Um, although I literally can't even make fun of this because I have like four different flavored almond bags from Trader Joe's in my pantry um, because they're so fucking good. I have like the Thai chili ones, which are so good. They have um, smoked mesquite ones that are delicious. And the coconut almonds... They're oh, yeah. so fucking good. I think that's why I always consider, because I know it's like Trader Joe's in general is like very like snobbish in that way. Mm-hmm. But I also like out of all the major like grocery chains, the most granola. Yeah, like they literally. want to be the hippie one. Yeah. They want to be the one that's like, I mean, you can have your cheese, but if you tried smoked Gouda from the Alpine mountains of Bennett, <laughs> of whatever, and you're like, no, I haven't. And someone with like a fucking drug rug and like the tiny John Lennon sunglasses will be like, mm-hmm. my brother, <laughs> not on all, along on our journey, we must travel and taste from the various cultures. It's me, Joe. It's me, Joe. <laughs> Knowing I'm that Joe. Joe is actually just like probably a golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who just wore Hawaiian shirts to work sometimes. <laughs> 
he was just chill like that he was just super cool i actually my joe my my close personal friend um we did it joe. <laughs> we did it joe um so they also have an incredibly wide variety of products um they add new products weekly um however that also means that they're cycling products out a lot so yeah. it, that is kind of the unfortunate part of trader joe's as well is like if you really love a product but maybe it's not selling as much for everyone else it's gone. It is gone. And they also have random seasonal items. Like, I know the pickle chips at one point were seasonal. I think that they're, like, officially a staple at Trader Joe's. But I don't know. I know they had these salsa verde chips that Nick was obsessed with. And they don't have them anymore. The past couple times I've gone, they don't have them. They have um, corn dogs, but the mm. batter it has pickle juice and crushed, like, uh it's it, they're, they're they're pickle you don't understand they are pickle corn dogs mm -hmm. see it's like where are you going to find that where else are you going to find that but trader and they have like a pickle ranch but they're like that's out of season right now and i'm like then why do i why am i here why am i why am i even here um but no two stores are exactly the same so like there's a chance that your store might or might not have something that a store on the other side of town has <laughs> um so or it might just not be in stock right now and could show up a couple weeks so it's kind of like you're taking a gamble every time that you go which makes it it kind of fun um and i will say the really nice thing i remember when i was in chicago i was like trying something and like the um the guy at the um uh checkout line who was totally flirting with me because they're hired to do that um no they're in love with you we'll, we'll get don't, into it later don't take that away from you all right they want to flirt with you um but he literally told me i was like oh like this is the first time like i'm you know i'm trying this item i don't know if i'll like it but like whatever and he was like oh if you don't like something like you can just take it back and we'll give you your money back like if it's like, you know, it's opened, you try it, you can literally just be like, hey, I didn't really like this. And they'll be like, oh my God, no worries. Here's your refund. Huh. Um, they have really fun seasonal products in the fall. They have so many pumpkin products, including pumpkin ice cream, which is so delicious. Um, they're also sustainable-ish. Um, they are one of the like, of course they're not perfect. They're not perfect. They're still a corporation, but they are one of the better ones out of like all of the markets that you can go to. So in 2021, Trader Joe's claims that approximately 99.5% of all products were either sold in stores, donated to food recovery partners, or composted. Oh. Um, they have a neighborhood shares program where Trader Joe's donates 100% of the unsold products to local food recovery organizations. Um, and in 2021, this amounted to more than $349 million worth of products to nonprofit partners. Um, and nearly 63 million meals served to local communities. Awesome, sick, oh, winning. Joe. Joe. Um, they're also working on improving their packaging. If you've ever had their like produce bags and you're like, why does this feel so weird? <laughs> um, it's because they're compostable. Waxy. Yeah, it's because they're compostable. Um, so mm. they've been taking steps to make their products more environmentally friendly. In 2019, Greenpeace delivered a petition of 100,000 signatures for Trader Joe's to phase out single-use plastics. Um, so in response to this, they committed to stop offering single-use carryout bags nationwide. Um, you can still get them, obviously. Um, replace its produce bags with biodegradable and compostable options. They mm. replace styrofoam trays um, and sell more loose, unwrapped produce. Um, in 2021, they stated that they had improved over 200 products by eliminating excess components and increasing the amount of recycled and sustainably sourced materials. Um, they also removed over 4 million pounds of plastic packaging from their products in 2021. Examples um, of improvements include removing plastic mesh packaging from produce, 
produce, um, converting plastic clamshells for produce to sealed fiber trays, and increasing the number of frozen entrees in a plastic tray with a compostable option. Um, hmm. So yeah, so they're pretty obviously not perfect, but like pretty good. They're doing a pretty good it's, job. They're at least living up to their like granola aesthetic. Yeah. It's commendable. Um, so how do they keep their prices so low? Um, oh, and I was, I was, I started talking about this earlier and then I never finished my thought. So circling back to like 20 minutes ago, um, <laughs> when, when I was talking about like a Trader Joe's in like Iowa, for example, mm. versus like in California, the prices might be a little higher in Iowa, um, because they're like, there aren't as many stores there. So like the distribution path is like farther it takes longer to get there like there aren't as many stores to stop by so it's not as like um efficient so uh, it, it might cost a little bit more in like areas like that where there's only like a couple in the state um but in california at least like trader joe's is one of the most affordable grocery stores um so they don't have any marketing cost to their products. They utilize social media and consumer engagement as their marketing. Um, they have their frequent flyer newsletter, which shows off new products and seasonal recipe ideas. Do they do those anymore? I feel like I haven't yeah. seen them in a minute. Yeah, they do. Um, they have them either in the front of the store or you can sign up via email. Or if you go to their website, um, there's a section where you can look at the frequent flyer. Um, they also have limited options, which decreases the overall cost. The average grocery chain stocks about 30,000 different products, while Trader Joe's stocks about 4,000. Um, they have the advantage of only selling one version of each product. Whereas like, it, for example, if you go to Target, they're going to have like five different brands selling virtually the same product. Yeah. Um, they also private label most of their products. So when I was talking about the naked juice, this is what I'm talking about. So they order most of their products from third party manufacturers which agree to sell some of their items under the Trader Joe's label. Um, many of these brands sell same or similar products under their own names for a higher price. The catch, though, is that Trader Joe's and its suppliers have to keep the agreement secret. Suppliers aren't allowed to say that they supply Trader Joe's, and Trader Joe's isn't allowed to say who supplies them. Um, however, there's a little sneaky thing you can do if you're really curious about what brands are behind Trader Joe's products, is that you can look at product recall alerts and see what items overlap. Uh yeah so for so with these product recall alerts you can see that trader joe's pistachios and wonderful pistachios had recalls at the same time which you can perhaps conclude that the same supplier of wonderful wonderful pistachios supplies trader joe's for their pistachios um naked juice is also thought to be a supplier of trader joe's um and the trader joe's pretzel chips are likely supplied by snack factory pretzel chips which is which are like the brand name that you would find in like target or walmart mm. um there's about a dollar difference between the pistachios and smoothies and about a two dollar difference between the pretzels um and the big reason for that is because you're taking out the middleman right yeah. so instead of having like snack factory so you you have the supplier and then it goes to snack factory and then snack factory has to sell it to Target and then Target has to sell it to you. You just have the supplier selling to Trader Joe's, which sells it to you. So it takes out that middle person and you can save money that way. Hmm. Um, however, they're not free from controversy. Like I know we've kind of been talking up Trader Joe's a lot. They do have like some problematic elements. Um, in late February, 2021, according to a reporting from the Daily Beast, which is that a reliable news source? It doesn't sound like it. It's but like freedomeagle.net. It's like Hillary Clinton is a robot confirmed. It, mm, 
It has been characterized as a high-end tabloid by Noah Stockman, the mm. site's editor-in-chief, <laughs> from 2018 to 2021. Mm. You know what? If TMZ came out with it, I would believe it. That's um, fair. But so according to the Daily Beast, a glorified um, TMZ. TMZ. Uh, actually, TMZ is probably better because they're actually, TMZ is actually really like, they're trying to get around. They're on point. Like they're most of the stuff that they come out with, they're on point. Anyway, this is not about TMZ. This is about Trader Sponsored Joe's. Sponsored by TMZ. Um, so in late February 2021, a Trader Joe's employee in Manhattan was terminated after he sent a letter to the company's CEO recommending that stores adopt more thorough COVID safety practices. Um, he was rehired, but only after the story received major attention from media. Um, the company denied that they fired him because of the letter, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, you can always pull. If you want someone, if you want to fire someone, you can pull out any reason you yeah, want to. It's like, who knows? Um, and according to the New York Times, uh, the company has worked to undermine unionization efforts. So oh. that's not great. That's so, I, you know what? I was going to say that's so weird because it seems like so many um, Trader Joe's employees, it like, are so, like, live up to union code. But mm-hmm. that uh, one might just be California. Two, I mean, Starbucks has unions and Starbucks as a, as a conglomerate hates unions at the same mm-hmm. time. So like two things can be true. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into it. Trader Joe's actually does treat their employees very well. Um, but, you know, there are these things as well. Um, there's also the whole economic exclusivity and gentrification yeah. that go- comes into play with Trader Joe's. Despite being known as like kind of a neighborhood store with affordable options, um, they're like we said earlier, their locations are almost exclusively in well-off neighborhoods. In 2022, the typical Trader Joe's customer was a married person living in an urban area between 25 and 44, earning at least 80,000 a year. Well, that ain't me, sis. Um, and when choosing to open new locations, the chain will typically look for areas where the median household income is over 100,000. So because of this, it uh, systemically contributes to the food desert phenomenon where residents in certain areas might have or have have access to have limited access to nutritious foods um, because they don't have Trader Joe's in those areas. Um, obviously, there are, that was a joke. There's other reasons, too. But like, that's part of it. That's part of it. It's because yeah. Trader Joe's only opens up in wealthy areas where they already have Whole Foods. They already have natural grocers. They already have sprouts. You know, like Yeah, like they, they already have options to like healthy or not affordable but like healthy food and then trader joe's is like what about us we have yeah Um, i feel like rich people use trader joe's as like a oh did you hear jonathan they have a new fun little food product mm -hmm. not because they actually need it to like get organic like apples but because they want to try the 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 ube mochi ice cream yeah yeah exactly They've also faced um, opposition for con- uh, contributing to gentrification. Between 1997 and 2014, Zillow found that homes grow more rapidly in value if they're closer to a Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, um, with homes consistently being worth more than the mean U.S. home. Yeah, so, opening up a Trader Joe's is like one of those you know stereotypical things where like, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yep. Here comes the white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where a, where a Whole Whole Foods? Where a Trader Joe's go? White people follow. That's true. That's actually really true. Um, Okay. Down to brass tacks. Do the employees flirt with you? Please don't ruin this for me, Kaylin. (laughs) I'm going going to quote a um, Glamour article that just so, I just, it so perfectly sums it up. You look up. An angel in a Hawaiian shirt is speaking. (laughs) 
It's your Trader Joe's cashier, complimenting your taste. They're making eye contact that feels more direct and profound than anything you've ever experienced from a parent. <laughs> you mutter something that doesn't make grammatical sense about how, yeah, the scalloped cracker trio really is the greatest. They're bagging your groceries and asking about your day, their biceps bulging non-confrontationally under their short shirt sleeve. You feel a radiating warmth, like a molten edge of a microwaved reduced guilt mac and cheese. This Trader Joe's employee is flirting with me, you think to yourself. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? So are they? Maybe. Like they like they might be. No one's saying that they're not. They could be. There's no way to disprove that. However, they're just nice and happy. Also, it's their job. Yeah. Like um, I wanna say right now, like I joke around, they're like, of course they're flirting with you. They're in but like in general, same with like any other sort of like wait staff, like they're not actually into you. Don't ever take like a, an interaction with the Trader Joe's cashier is like, oh, they want my number. Yeah, no, they are just doing. I'm gonna job. wait for them to finish their shift. Yeah, yeah don't do don't that. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's more likely that they're just happy and nice. <laughs> Um, because Trader Joe's actually does pay very well and give good benefits, um, and care about their employees. So who would have guessed that all of that would create a positive working environment? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Um, there also was something going around, uh, I think it was like a couple months ago or something where people were saying that Trader Joe's specifically trains employees to flirt with customers and like encourages them to do so. That's not true. There has been lots of Trader Joe's employees who come out and they're like, no, they never say that. Like, yeah. you're I mean, at this point, like if I'm a cashier at Trader Joe's, I might do it just because at this point it's like expected of me. Yeah. And it, if it's so ingrained and so like people expect you to flirt with them, you're the weird one for not doing it. Then I'm like, oh, yeah. I might as well play along with it. It's the, it's the stereotype. It's the culture. Mm-hmm. People will ring up a Trader Joe's expect you to be like, Ooh, good choice. So what are we doing after this? Yeah. Well, yeah. And also a lot of people, mistake niceness for flirting um so that's also part of it um but this is actually a quote from i found like a reddit thread um and an employee like commented on it and this is what they said so the pay is great the benefits are unmatched every store is run differently but at my store we have almost complete autonomy and management exists to support us as we work we run the store we make merchandising decisions um we handle the demos too at my store, we treat everything like a team effort and help one another out. The mates, which I think it's funny that they they call they Ahoy. literally are called mates, um, given the whole you know it's tiki like theme. Disney calling their employees cast members. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the mates get their hands dirty and will switch in and out of their bird's eye view role or crew member role. For example, if I'm drowning in my section that I currently manage, I can hit up a mate for help. <laughs> if there aren't people available to come over, that mate will hop in and take orders from me. I had to leave for a month to take care of my mom who was dying. I got the call at work and had to leave immediately for a three and a half hour drive in the middle of writing my order for a section. I approached my captain. I'm, I just can't with the mate captain and, and crew member. Um, I approached my captain and told him what was up, but I needed to finish my order before I left. He said, it's your mom. You need to go now. There's lots of people here who can do that order. And if not, I'll do it myself. I didn't know how long I'd be gone at the time. A few days later, I called the store to update them. The captain answered and I told him I had no idea how long I'd be gone, but um, that I had to do it. And he said, hey, 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 call when you come back. I'm taking you off the schedule. Let us know if you need anything at all. Now get off the phone. Good luck. I'll never forget that. Aye, aye. Um, aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> so, oh, oh my God. Sorry, I didn't even, re- guys, we're at the end. I didn't, <gasps> even, I didn't even realize. Um, 
Trader Joe's has also been known to take employees um, to like outings and bonding experiences, which of course help contribute to the overall friendly co-working atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so really like, again, they might be flirting with you. It's possible. No one's saying that they're not, but they're probably just like happy and nice. Um, and some of the other like comments that I read on this um, Reddit thread that all again, like, like always, guys, I will link all my sources. Um, but on on this Reddit thread, everyone was like, yeah, like, generally, they hire really nice people. And like, everyone is friends or not everyone is friends at the store. But like, people are very friendly at the store. And because of like, all of these other factors, like people are able to bond at the store. Like, I, I don't know, I always, I always love the dynamic between even literally today, it was so funny. When I was um, checking out at Trader Joe's, the um, like guy at the cash register and the bagger, they were um they were just kind of like joking and like the guy who was bagging the groceries was like a lot older than the guy who was like ringing everything up and i think my total was like 1936 or something and he was like hey that was a good year am i right and he like nudged the guy next to him because he's because he was old he was making fun of him because he was old but it was in like a friendly way and it was funny it was cute i was smiling um but yeah they're they're just like yeah, if you treat your employees well and like you have a management structure that is supportive and not like restrictive, then yeah, like people are going to enjoy working there and people are going to be nice also, and be nice to customers. Also, the bar for nice cashiers is so low that I think yeah. people think that they're doing the most when you're just so cuz like a Walmart cashier if they spit on me, I'll be like, "Yeah, it's fair." Just like we're just like, like, people being that. like, "All right, cash your card, here's your receipt. Bye." That like even someone going like hi, what are you doing? I'd be we're just like oh my god they're in love with me just because like yeah. the bar for cashier employee interactions is so low. Not that I'm like mad at other cashiers for like not being in love with me yeah. all the time, but like you should be. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think like but it only seems like they're doing the most because other cashiers are like I'm not allowed to sit down. I hate it here. Mm, yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Crazy. Um, so to end everything out, we're gonna do a little taste test. I brought some snacks, some little snackies. Um, and I think most of these are new products. So I have not tried these. I'll be interested if you have. There's one that I know they've had around for a while, but it's just such a like notorious Trader Joe's item that I had to get it. So here are options. So we have, these are new. I know that these are new because they were on the new products tab on their website. <laughs> Um, they're the Microb Snackers, crispy, sweet, tart, and savory Thai rice noodle snacks. Um, and this was the item, this was the item that the cashier was like, oh my God, these are so good. And I was like, I haven't had them before. Um, then we have the spicy, uh, chakri mix, crunchy, spicy Indian style snack mix. We have those. And then last but not least, this is the one that's not a new product, but it's such a like notorious Trader Joe's item that I have not tried. I don't know if you've tried them, um, but they're the jerk style plantain chips. I have not. Yeah. Um, so these are our little, our little tasties. Hannah, would you like to join for the taste test? Okay, we're gonna try the jerk plantain chips. <laughs> Wait, go like this. Yep. Do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, cheers. Cheers. Oh my God. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Um, delicious. Oh, there's a lot. Excuse me. Mm. Mm. No way. So. <laughs> there's no way. There's a lot of seasoning uh, on it. So when you first eat it. Oh, same. is there cilantro in it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, but 
You yeah, like I it, barely so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine. Um, my throat's swelling up. No one look at me. Those are actually, like, good. I didn't think I was going to like those. Mm. I know. Well, they're, like, covered in seasoning, and the seasoning is so good. And, like, the little crunch is really good, too. But then once all the seasoning is kind of, like gone it i mean it just tastes like a plantain which is like a pretty like mild flavor um but i'm doing like a full (laughs) review i mean like we're doing a taste test on an audio yeah on an audio medium like i'm 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 trying to let you guys into the experience yeah yay Ooh. Mm. that's good (laughs) that's good yeah what are our thoughts on the the jerk plantain chips two thumbs up two thumbs up i'm getting a i'm getting a little aftertaste but that's just me yeah Having i mean there's a little I yeah there's a little like oh <laughs> oh yeah there's a little bit of cilantro in it which skylar is um, coriander to, it's the same oh thing. coriander oops wait coriander is the same thing as cilantro? yeah <laughs> it is why do they have different names it depends on where riddle you... me that <laughs> i didn't come up with shit <laughs> oh my god interesting okay so these are the microb snackers Ooh, oh it's a little you. heart oh. Oh, Hannah's is a little heart. Okay, these are the ones that the Trader Joe cashier was like, oh my god, those are they so look good. Like, like like baked rice. Yeah, they're Thai Aren't rice they? noodle snacks. <laughs> okay, I'll just fuck myself. That's fine. Clink. <laughs> oh! Mmm. <laughs> oh my god, these are so good. Wait. Oh my god. Excuse me? These are so good. Oh my god. Um, okay, rice noodle, shallots, cashews, glucose, Cane sugar, garlic, coconut sugar, tomato paste, tamarind paste, distilled vinegar, chili sauce, sugar. These are so fucking good. This tastes like crack. Oh, oh my god. Oh. It's like, it. I mean, it just tastes like a Thai, like, noodle dish, it but is. in, oh like, god. a crunchy. In yeah. Oh my god. yeah, in, like, a crunchy. St- Guys, if you live to Trader Joe's, run. Oh, my the God. The crop snackers. These are so They were definitely, good. like, the reason I cried out is because they were way more crunchy than I expected. Mm-hmm. So I definitely cut the fuck up out of my mouth because I didn't bite it right. Mm-hmm. You know that Netflix show um, where they have to make their own snacks? Mm-hmm. This is what they wanted. Mm-hmm. This oh. is the type of mm-hmm. reinvention that they were looking for. They're like, that I want to make a meal really and do a good. snack, but they all kept failing. The worst Netflix show of all time, Hannah mm-hmm. and I. It, we, like, we lost our mind because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was bad. Mm-hmm. But, like... This is what this is what they wanted mm-hmm. to replicate a stuff really, like this. Really good. Oh my god, dinner really so good. I just add water and rehydrate these, and this is <laughs> <laughs> my just boil dinner. them. Okay. Ooh, now we have the spicy. I think chakri chakri. Um, it's an Indian snack mix. Oh. Or Indian inspired. I mean, who knows the authenticity? This is like a handful type deal. Ooh. Um, oh. Yeah, this is a handful type deal. That's probably my least favorite. Ooh. I mean, it tastes Ooh. like... You don't like it? Mm-mm. I don't hate it. Mm, I can taste the herb. Oh. It's very herby. It's very... It's a, it's like a very traditional, like, Indian spice blend. Yeah, it's got a lot of the aromatics that yeah. usually I like, but it's got the double herb in it. Oh. I don't think... But it doesn't say that it does. It just says spices. Mm. That's what I was like. I was reading that, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. And then we poured it out, and I'm like, I see little green bits... It's not enough, but it definitely has like those aromatics. Where like usually yeah. for, you. for like the for like the jerk style plantain chips, these actually by like ingredient list do have cilantro and coriander in them, but they have like a lot of, a lot of other flavors that mask it a little bit. So I can't taste these. But in like traditional Indian style like aromatics, like you taste every flavor that's uh-huh. in it way more. It's way more of like a balanced dish. 
So, like, I can... It, I feel it. I'm too much of a baby. There's, like, almost too much flavor. So mm, now yeah. I'm like... <laughs> and it's all, like, since Ooh. it's, like, dried, it's, like, stronger. So yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, really hits the back of your yeah, throat. Because, so, like, other... in like, Indian food and, like, curries and stuff, you can eat that with rice or not. Mm. You can kind of, like, dil- dilute it how much you want. But, like, yeah. this is just a dry... Yeah. It's, like, like, eating the actual flavor packet with, like, a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still, like, it's way more flavorful than I anticipated, yeah. I guess. But I'm like... <laughs> okay, I think ratings. I feel like I can speak for all of us. I think oh, yeah. number one number are definitely actually. the meat crab snackers. Yes. These plantain chips, though? They are yeah, really number good. two. Fuck my ass. Those are good. Those are good. <laughs> Grab my ears and fuck my And butt. three. Three is yeah. the spicy um, chuck remix. Yeah, but... But, like, yeah. like Can that. you get a spicy yeah. chuck remix at Walmart? What about these jerk-style plantain chips at maybe Target? Not really. Can you get... Me crab at Aldi. <laughs> yeah, like you're not you're not finding these. You know, I'm like maybe you could find the plantain chips at like a Whole Foods or something. But like, yeah, this is... that's like the allure of Trader Joe's is that they have these little snacks that like you're not gonna be able to find anywhere else. It's definitely giving I studied abroad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and first Joe, semester. You know what? Joe knew his audience. We he did knew it, his audience. <laughs> How many times can I say we did it, Joe, in one video? More. Yeah, that was our little our little snack review. Well, thank you for the snack review. Oh, yes. thank you. Yes, thank you for joining. Thank you for your presence. <laughs> and Ooh, your warm spot. thank you, guys, for listening slash watching. If you wanted to see my new little haircut on the YouTube, um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, if you wanna expand your viewing i don't know expand your palette your palette um and if you want to see the lovely um packaging of trader joe's and that's part of actually that was something that one of the articles kind of talked about was that like they don't have to market things because all of their items explain exactly what it is and kind of what you can expect from it on the item like like when you watch chopped where it's like fruit flavored circle cereal. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, it's like microbe snackers and then crispy, sweet, tart, and savory Thai rice noodle snacks. Like that tells you exactly what it is. Yeah, there's no there, there's no surprises here. Yeah. At most, it's JoJo's, but you know what a JoJo is. It's an Oreo. Use your eyes. Look. Yeah, look. That was actually that was one of the snacks I was gonna get. They had um, strawberry lemonade JoJo's. Oh my god. Yeah. That I JoJo! was gonna I was gonna maybe get. Have I also learned nothing. I also wanted to try um, the jalapeno limeade. That sounded good, but no thanks. I didn't think it would travel well. So. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. We hope that you enjoyed. Um, and thanks for listening. (laughs) Joe. Joe, we love you. I love you, Joe. Bye.